0: Got my coffee. I got my water. I'm not really digging in for the long haul. I've actually, uh, Neil texted me earlier today and said, it's gonna be 38 today. <laughs> so I've gone through and I've, uh, did some editing. <laughs> Lord have mercy on all of us, right? So, so today I get to, um, I'm gonna talk about, uh, um, Advent. We're gonna kick off the, I'm going to kick off the first week of Advent. I do encourage you to, we have these Advent devotionals. Um, I've looked through it. They're really, really good. They're really short, one page, like, like two pages in here each week. Um, I read it all just in one sitting on the toilet, so. (laughs) It was good, really enlightening and encouraging. Anyway. Um, So Advent, so let's talk about Advent. Um, So I have a couple questions just to get us thinking in terms of this season. Um, What is the Christmas season like for you? Is it an enjoyable time or do you find it really hectic and stressful? Um, What kind of busyness overtakes you during this season, right? It's very easy to get just so overwhelmed during this season. Um are you intentional about making Jesus as they say the reason for the season um or do other things just take greater priority in your life right now Um what is advent? Advent is these 4 weeks that lead up to Christmas. Um it literally means to come. Ad is to vent is to come in Latin, right? And so when we t- Christians talk about advent, it's about Jesus is coming. Um, Advent is a time of preparation. It's a time to prepare for the birth of Jesus, God with us. Advent is about welcoming Jesus into your life, right? Um, if we could go back in time, right? If we can just back to the future, take the DeLorean back to... Um, did I just... Do people even know that? <laughs> or am I just really dating myself? An 80s movie. Anyway... Um, If we could go back in time and put ourselves on the night of Jesus' birth, right, we would, if we were just living during that time, his birth was just one of many births, right? Only a few people knew, even the people who knew, they needed angelic help to let them know, right? The shepherds, right, needed angelic help to clue them in that something was happening, um, even the, the astro- astrologers, the, the astronomer, astrologists. There we go. This is recorded, right? Great. Um, right. They had to get some kind of new star or star cluster or comet, whatever, you know, you, you believe was leading them, but they needed help too. But if we were, even if we were at the inn or, you know, Mary and Joseph got turned down, would we have even knew what was happening that night? Honestly, very few people knew. Everybody else missed it. They missed it, right? And for us, we have to ask ourselves this Advent season, are we missing it? Are we missing the miraculous birth of Christ and what that actually means, right? It was, back in that time, it was a, a prophetic uh, mystery surrounding Christ's birth that was slowly and eventually revealed, right? We live in today where we, we know the reason why Jesus came, right? There's heaps of reasons why he came. And so I just want to encourage us this, this Advent season to not miss it. Not miss the significance of Jesus' birth. No matter how old of a Christian you are, it is always a good time to just revisit that and to she's all right. She can stand in here, yeah? Is that all right? If she stands in here, you'll probably look at me, please. <laughs> Pay attention to me. <laughs> I know. So I'm just I might as well just let's just pray and just be over with. And you can watch Sarah for you. But Advent is about engaging with Jesus, right? No matter how old of a Christian you are, how many times you know the Christmas story, the the birth of Jesus story, because it's so significant of a thing that I believe the Holy Spirit can really continually breathe revelation, life, newness, right? New hope, renew stuff within us. um, Because that's what he does. That's what he does, you know, When I came to the Vineyard, right, when I came here about three years ago, I I just came through burnout, right? So when you guys met me, I was really at the lowest point in my faith journey. The lowest point. You know, I've been through a lot of stuff in my life, but honestly, the burnout season when you guys met me was really like the lowest. One of the lowest in all of my life, actually. You know, it was so challenging because the... The things that I really cared about, I stopped caring about. The things that were really important to me just became unimportant. And so for me, I just, I think burnout is such a, it's avoidable, right? And we have to recognize um, that we can't avoid it and we don't wanna push and stress ourselves too much because honestly it took me over two years to come out of burnout. You know, it was challenging. I thought it was done. You know, I was in, you know, full-time ministry for about 10 years, and I thought, okay, I had my, my go, and, and that's it. I thought that was, I was done. I was done with ministry. I was done with, almost done with Jesus, you know. Um, it's funny. I still heard through that time. I still heard the Holy Spirit. I still heard the leading of Jesus, um, but I had just, I just didn't care. If I could be really honest, during that season, I just didn't care. Jesus was like, I got this for you. I want you to, you know, this would be good. Why don't you go to church today? And I was just like, nah, nah, just don't feel like it. I just had nothing left in me. Um, and I wonder, you know, how many of us are kind of like that with Jesus, you know? Are we actually engaging with Jesus? You know, we can all hear him. You know, I believe that, you know, the word that says, you know, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and we all hear his voice, you know, but are we engaging with him, you know? And so my prayer this morning is that no matter where you're at on this journey, that, that this Holy Spirit would come and release a, just a, 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 a grace of encounter, of engagement, of just, Whatever each of us needs in order to engage with Jesus on a deeper level, not just with our mind, but on a heart and will level, right? Because that's where it counts. It's not about just understanding more information about Jesus, because we all have, know, heaps of information of Jesus, right? But when we engage him on the heart level, on the will level, that information becomes application. We begin to live that out, and we begin to engage with what Scripture says, right? And again, it's not about behavior modification, about forcing ourselves to do stuff, you know? But I believe the more we engage with Jesus, really on this deep level, that begins to release greater love and grace and just all sorts of stuff within us, and that moves us to do stuff. You know what I mean? And and that's where I think... The faith Christian journey should be all about. That we are engaging with Jesus, and from that engagement, we are just refreshed and empowered, right, to move in, in our faith that He's given us. Again, so that's my prayer to just whatever each of us needs, because no matter how old of a Christian are, there's always more of the kingdom for you. There's always more and a deeper engagement. Of Christ for you. It's never over. We, no one ever really arrives and say, yep, I got it. I got this, Jesus. You know, I've, I've done everything, and right? None of us could ever say that because there's just so much depth and uh, uh, great kingdom stuff that we can all move in, and that Jesus is actually inviting us to do that. And again, if you hear my heart today, I have Coming through the burnout, Jesus had just released a, a greater passion in me. And so sometimes I can be really passionate about the things that I said. And and when I want to qualify and say, I'm not telling you to do things the way that I do stuff, right? What I want to encourage you to do is during this season, all I did was I allowed the Holy Spirit to to move me to engage with what Scripture says. I didn't go by what other people tell me what I should believe, but I actually... Went into the scriptures, read the scriptures, and just allowed the Holy Spirit to convict me of stuff, to challenge me on, you know, certain things going on in my life. And and that has kind of created this passion within me. And so that's what I encourage you to do. I'm going to talk about some stuff today, and I'm not telling you to do stuff the way I do stuff, right? We're all different. What I am encouraging you to is just engage with Jesus and and look at the scriptures yourself. And, and and see if you actually believe what people are telling you. You should believe, and look at the scriptures, and and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me, speak to you on that, right? Um, and in that, I believe that you'll feel empowered. You'll form these convictions, and and the Holy Spirit will move you, right, in greater love and hope and grace and joy, all the things that Jesus came. Right? For us. But so that's my, that's my, my plea to you today. And that's my qualifier, okay? I'm not telling you to do anything. I just want to encourage you to engage with Jesus and enter into the process of God in your life for you. Because the way you'll do stuff, the way Jesus will speak to you will be different than me. But hopefully, you're engaging with Him in whatever He does. So for me, it's meant, Slowing down. I had to slow down. I had to consciously, intentionally remove distractions from my life. This has meant recognizing that a lot of the busyness is actually self-imposed busyness. You know, I'm going to get that, to that a little bit later. Let me just say this. Hi, everybody. My name is Jerry and I'm a recovering Facebook addict. I'm a a Instagram, recovering Instagram addict. I'm a scrolling addict. I, I'll get into that. Oh, maybe I'll just say, I cut out Facebook, took the app off, but I still had Instagram, right? I used that for my business. And, and then I started, instead of Facebook, I started scrolling through Instagram, right? And I was like, I just can't get away with it. I uninstall Instagram and then I do some like online shopping for my business and I ended up scrolling just through, Mindlessly scrolling through shopping pages. So I'm almost convinced that it's just a scrolling addiction. Like, we're just like scrolling through media and information rather than, it's not even important what the information is we're scrolling. It's just that action of scrolling that I think is just addicting. Anyway. So, and so I had to really recognize that. Recognize it and make decisions to to cut that out so that I can engage with Jesus more, right? This has meant allowing Jesus to actually change my value system, you know? This has meant allowing Jesus to change my priorities, right? As I read scripture, engaged with scripture, I began to see, wow, this is actually super important to Jesus. But it's like number 10 on my priority list. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so I've had to allow Jesus to begin to change my priorities, okay? Because as Christians, I believe we should, our priorities should be God's priorities, right? Or God's priorities should be our priorities, right? And this is the journey we're on. And again, it's not about trying to just like man up and pull, you know, and do it. it but it's about engaging with the Holy Spirit and scripture and allowing him to cultivate that in you. Um, there's grace for us in this. Um, but the grace should be empowering to us, and the grace um, should empower us to engage with Jesus, to engage with scripture, Um, and this has meant working at becoming more self-aware, right, Um, and accepting that I do have blind spots, right, and I got to humble myself before God and before people and and be open to feedback, or to, to listen what people are saying, and not get offended or get defensive, and just say, okay, maybe it's a blind spot that I have, you know. Um, and so, it's, it's, there's a lots of different things, and but you got to ask yourself, what is it in my life that is hindering me from engaging with Jesus more, right? And just begin that journey. Um, Oftentimes, like I said, we got to engage him on the heart level, at the will level, to lay down whatever it is in our life. I mean, if if I say that, if I just say, is there anything that you think Jesus is asking you to give up or lay down? I'm sure we could all, like, right away think, ah, yeah, you know? And so it's just allowing the Holy Spirit to release that grace to empower us to do that, right? Again, I'm not... It's not legalism, it's not religiosity, you know? It's just engaging with the Holy Spirit and letting Him empower you to do that. But there is a a choice we have to make, and that's that crucial choice to say, yes, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm willing to enter this process with you that's the crucial step. Which I think most of us don't ever release the Holy Spirit or, or enter into this process, so to speak, um, with God. Um, but it makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. And I, I've thought about this a long, long time. And when I was in burnout for two years, God waited. God waited for me. For as long as I was, he's so long-suffering, He waited. He waited. Sure, he he called me. He invited me. He never forced me. He waited. He waited, and I got through two years, and I got through it. And honestly, I got to the point of, okay, I I want more. I'm tired of feeling sick and tired. And maybe that's where we all maybe that's the that's where we all have to come to, you know, where we're just sick and tired of the way our life is going, and then we're like, then we're finally like, okay, Jesus. Okay, I'm tired of living the way I used to. So, okay, let's let's try it your way. I mean, do we all have to come to that point, or can we can we not? I don't know. I'm again, like I said, I'm not. I'm just trying to process this out, right? Because uh, everyone's different. Um, but for me, and I just realize how the heart of God is—he's patient. He's he gives us grace. He gives us love, but he waits. For us to say yes to him, to choose him, to make ourselves available to him. Um, because we all know this, right? We've seen God move, and if you haven't seen God move, um, you read the scriptures, it's it's true. What's happening in, in the scriptures can happen for us, and he's got so much more for us. So much, you know, oftentimes we think about the more he has for us, but and, and we think about supernatural healings and stuff like that, but... He's got more, too, in, sense, in the in sense of more His love, more joy, more peace, more, you know, all of the fruit of the Spirit, gentleness, goodness, kindness, self-control, all, all of these things, He is more for us. And that's part of the, the process. If we say yes to Jesus, He's going to bring more of that into our life. And I don't know about you, but I could use more peace, especially right now, <laughs> you know? I could always use more peace and more joy. I, Winnie and I have been trying to pursue God on more joy. You know, um, I know I'm pushing, you know, here and there, and um, I'm going to push a little bit here, so um, I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to look at anybody. I'm just going to read it because I think it's it's an important revelation God gave me. This is what I wrote. I've come to realize the faith journey is about engaging with Jesus and his kingdom and about exercising our will. In entering into this process of encounter and then transformation. Encounter and then transformation. If we are encountering Jesus and his kingdom but aren't being changed by it, then we need to seriously ask ourselves, why? I mean, God's love should change everything. His kingdom should just change everything. And so if we are encountering Jesus and not being changed... You gotta ask yourself, why, why is that, why is it not happening? And just honestly reflect on it. Um, and invite the Holy Spirit into that reflection and, and whatever it is. Um, so let me talk about two things today, really quick. Love and relationship. Love and relationship. Cause I think when I think about Jesus coming, his advent, it's about love and relationship. If there's one thing that rises to the very top, right? There's lots of reasons why he came, died for sin, and all, all sorts of stuff. But if, if there's one thing that, that rises to the top, it's, it's love and relationships. He's, right? John three sixteen. What does it say? God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So when we hear that, we should really uh, process that as Jesus came to show us, one, what divinely generated love looks like, right? We all have human-generated love. I have my own human love, right? Um, and we can love people out of our own kind of love that we have, but the gift of Christ and in being a Christian is that when we become a Christian, he releases his divine love within us, and that should motivate us and compel us, right? And we shouldn't rely on our human love but rely on God's divine love, and, you know, and and there's all sorts of, you know, all sorts of questions we should ask ourselves in terms of, how am I experiencing the divine love of Christ, you know, why aren't I experiencing more of it, and really process, again, if you're getting anything from me, it's about engaging with Jesus and processing with the Holy Spirit about things going on within you because, honestly, you're, this is something I'm learning. I spend a lot of time with my family, and I really want to create a, a grace-filled, loving, kind, home culture at my family. You know, And what I've realized is my internal culture, right? how I speak to myself, how I treat myself, all these things— is the culture I export. That's the culture that I'm gonna impart to people around me, to my family. And so that's why, for me, it's just processing with the Holy Spirit and allowing him to, to, to reprioritize stuff, change my value system, release more of his kingdom in me because the way I am within me is what I'm gonna, how I'm gonna export out to, to people. And that's the culture I'm gonna start in my family. And so, for me, it's just so important to engage with him. Um, Love is a relational concept because, for love to be fully realized and experienced, love needs the conduit or the vehicle of a relationship. Um, Love is reciprocal, which means, which includes to know Jesus and be known by Him. Right? This is love. Uh, I think in our culture today, we 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 throw love around. We say, "I love." I love like chicken wings. I love, you know, I love this. I, I love I love money, you know? Did I say that? No. No. I'm a Christian, of course I don't. No. <laughs> but you know, but we we throw love around. We love material things, we love money, we love monetary things. And honestly, I don't mean to pop people's a bubble today, but material things, money won't love you back. Right? I mean, I'm trying to be funny there, but I if it's not working. All right. But it's true. So when we think about love and we think about God's love, we I think we always have to keep it um, in view of a relationship. Within a relationship is where we should always think about love being fully realized. Okay? Um, I guess, I, imagine you're in a relationship, right? Right? Uh, could be a friend. Could be maybe we'll make it like a, a significant other in your life, right? And let's say uh, you walk. They walk up to you and say, "I love you." And then say, "Hey, was that dinner nice? Did you like that I went out, took you out to dinner?" Yeah. Uh, do, do you like the way I dress? I dress because I know you like it like this. Right? What if like every time they did something for you, they ticked it off a list? Would you even say that's a relationship? You know? It's more like a job, right? But God's original design for us is to be in relationship with Him and, and to be in peace-filled relationships with one another. And that's where love gets fully realized. I think one of the views you could take on all the law and the old covenant is that God wanted a relationship with His people right? But they w- wouldn't have it, right? They wanted a mediator. They wanted Moses. And honestly, because I think the sin in their life and everything, they just weren't capable of understanding what a loving relationship with God and with each other was like. And so maybe one of the reasons God gave them all the laws and the uh, 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 things was to show them what a loving relationship with God is and with each other is like. A lot of the laws, right? That's why Jesus says, I sum up the law and the prophets, right? Love your Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. He sums up all the laws in terms of love and relationship. But the, the, the thing that I've realized being a Christian and being around church and ministry is oftentimes we, we don't think about this verse, right, through the lens of relationship, through the lens of actually deepening our relationship with God and deepening relationships with each other. And so a lot of the time we, 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 we use it as things we do for God or how we should treat and do for other people, which, which is true. But I think what I see in Scripture, again, I'm just, what I'm reading Scripture and I see what becomes a priority, is that relationship. And so what does it look like to read the, the greatest commandment? To love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, Right? So, if, if I, if I, if I could just describe this to you, because we love God and He, us, and we love Him with our heart, we open our hearts to Him and believe Him to us. We share our feelings and affections, concerns, and worries with God, and He shares His heart of love, concern, and compassion with us. Relational, right? Um, because we love God and Him, us, uh, and we love Him with our soul, we open our souls to Him by being genuine and honest with him. We share our hopes and dreams and the challenges and struggles we have deep within our souls with him. We make sure we are fully present with God because he is always fully present with us. He's fully honest, genuine, and real with us, right? It's re- see, you see this pattern of relational love and looking at this through relationship. Because we love God, him with us, we make cognitive space with our mind to remember the things that please God and the things that displease him. We remember these things. Um, and God does the same. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He makes all the cognitive, you know, the psalmist says his thoughts towards each of us are like the grains of sand. He, he spends so much time thinking about us, right? Because we love God and him us, uh, we love him with our strength, right? So we're intentional about Making, remembering things. We're about spending quality time and space with him. Um, we spend our, uh, use our emotional, cognitive, and physical energy and strength to, to, to engage with him each day and to, you know, journey with him through this life. Right? So relationship, loving God in the, with the lens of relationship and filtering that verse in, sense, in, in, the, in the sense of relationship. When God came with us, he came into this world to save us and to do so much, but the one thing I believe he came was to comfort and fill our loneliness. We are all lonely at some point in our heart, um, and only God can really satisfy fully that loneliness. Um, But we have to accept we got it if we have it, and and engage with Jesus to, and invite him in to process us, right? And to fill our loneliness. Um, and so he shows us what divine love looks like, right? Um, and there's so much more I could talk about that, but I'm keep trying to keep it short. Maybe nine more minutes. You bear with me. Nine more. I'll end it by 11. 11. That's what I'm pushing for, 11. Okay. Um, and uh, But not only did he show what divine love looks like, he, he showed us what being in relationship with the Father and being in relationship with one is all about. So I'm going to read. A, I've come to realize that this Christian journey, it's about process. The whole time we're walking with Jesus, we should be processing with him, right? Oftentimes, yeah, he comes in power. And does something, and after he does something, he processes through why he did that, right? And it's all about process, and we have these little moments of power and 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 supernatural stuff, and maybe the process is even, I believe, supernatural, you know? Um, but the rest of the time, we are journeying with Jesus every day, processing with him, with his kingdom, and trying to understand who he is, and who we are, and how we should treat people, and love people, all these things. It's a process, Right, And so, so I'm going to share a little bit about my process, a little bit. So the, I've had some journal entries from 2004. So I came to faith around 2000, 2000 2001. So I'm like three and a half years into this. And, and so these are literally some of my journal entries. Because I just, what I've recognized is sometimes... Again, my my conviction and what I, I and my I, my experience of the Christian journey—it's all about process. Why aren't we talking with each other about our process with Jesus more? Because I believe the more we do that, it just—it'll encourage each other. It'll bind us together, and you know what I mean. We'll be able to like love each other and see each other for for who we are. Um, and I believe that's the beginning of of the supernatural love that Jesus says that would define us as a community. And when people come in from the outside, they're going to see, wow, these guys are so real. They, they share their struggles. They share their weakness. They share the things going on with each other. And they care, and they like, still accept each other. And people are going to go, in the world, they'll be like, no way. That, that doesn't happen out there. And they're going to come in and just be so impacted by this because they're going to be witnessing the divine love of Jesus flowing within us, sustaining us, and empowering us just to, to be so real with each other and to process and journey together in this faith, 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 faith journey. I mean, that's my, my dream anyway. That's kind of, you know, what I see in scripture, and that's what I want to give myself to that. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm just saying for me, it's just been like that. So I want to share a little bit of some of my journey. Um, January 5th, 2004, so I'm doing pretty good. I can't wait for my small group to start again this holiday break. was pretty brutal on me spiritually, and it just made me realize how much I need to be in a small group studying the Word. It really helps me to keep grounded and focused. It gives me some sort of direction spiritually as we discuss and go through the Bible. The meeting with John, he was my small group leader, was helpful in helping me get things off my chest and into the open. I'm still struggling with a lot, but I know God's helping me sort through this mess, so that encourages me. Right? It's truly amazing feeling God's grace every day. March 27, 2004. I'm lonely, um, but I'm, I'm also terrified of cultivating relationships. The Holy Spirit is really showing me what I'm made of. I mean, I've come to realize that all my life I have been so terrified of rejection, but I need to give this to Jesus and have him work it out for me. This, like so many other things, is really beyond me. I will deal with it as the Holy Spirit brings things to my attention, but I've come to realize that the order in which I deal with my issues is so very critical, and I'm so grateful that Jesus has brought people into my life to help sort some of these things out for me, so that I may may be free to worship him in fullness. These are all from 2004, and so just giving you a glimpse of the process that God has, has given me, maybe that'll encourage you and inspire you that's why i 'm doing it not, to, not not in any other way because um, i've come to realize I, when I think back two thousand four God really challenged me on He, he challenged me on, on on a year of challenge, frustration, insecurity, right because i've come to realize that. He is, he would rather me go through a year of challenge, frustration, insecurity than live the rest of my life that way. And I want you to take that nugget in. and if you process with God and becomes engaging and challenging, know that God's doing that because he wants to set you free because he has so much more for you as a person and he's willing to, to allow you to go through a little short season and give you the rest of your life in greater fullness and greater life, okay? Um, April 25th. So, I have to start pressing in. I have such low energy today. Jimmy Jimmy is my brother and Karna is his wife and family left today. I am worn out. I had fun with my nephews. I also had some one-on-one time with their friend Mindy. Uh, Is Winnie here? No. Um, it was nice. I actually felt like a real person for a minute. Sometimes I, I don't f- really feel like a real person because I feel like I'm, I'm being transformed and still growing. A growing that I should have done years ago, but because of all the drugs, I didn't grow. So I have to play catch up, which is still very humbling. Anyways, I, I'm going to stop whining. I have a great life. I'm just a late bloomer. How about that? <laughs> I am finally blooming. That's what's important. And this is 2004. So I am like 30-something, and I'm talking about blooming as a person, something that you do as a teenager, you know what I mean? Um, but again, like I said in the journal, the drugs just stunted my everything. Um, there's more I've got here, but i just move on. But, but you, you, get the, you get it, right? Um, this processing with God, we all have a history with God of how we've engaged with Him and and there's always more. There's always more. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push a little bit here. I'll warn you when I, when I do that. Um, I think as Christians, we really need to be honest with ourselves and really ask ourselves, how well are we cultivating healthy, peace-filled, loving relationships with each other. You know, I think we have to really self-reflect and be honest with ourselves. And, and before we even make the step of being available to God, um, to process with Him, to engage with Him, um, we have to ask ourselves, are we even willing to explore new relationships are we even willing to deepen the friendships that we have to take them to another level? And if we're not, we're not willing to do that, then, then what's the point? You know? What's the point of all of this? Um, like I said, when I, when I'm looking at Jesus coming, I'm seeing love and relationship, love with the Father, love with each other. It's just so vitally important. Um, you know, but to make things harder is, You know, being adult is challenging. Adulting is really challenging, right? I have kids. Having kids is really challenging. It's more and more responsibility. But like I shared earlier, we do have some responsibility that we have to go through. But um, maybe some of the busyness is self-imposed, right? Maybe it is. And we have to ask ourselves, what is it in my life that is hindering me from that, Um, And again, I'm not here to try to do behavior modification and legalistically, you're right. We all have to process with the Holy Spirit and allow Him to take us through this journey of giving us more of Him and helping us to engage with more of Him. All right, I'm going to end. There we go. Um Hey Bo, can we just put up the slide? Um that it says uh I'm just wondering if I should go here. My prayer today has been just kind of speak truth with love. Have I, have I been doing that today? Maybe you can, have I been trying to encourage and not putting a heavy yoke on you today? Is that, I I need that feedback because I just, I I just want to be, be sensitive to, to that. Um, you might regret it if you say yes to that because then, um, but let's put this up and I'll end here on these slides here. Uh, we don't get to choose our family, right? We don't. We really don't. And, um, and so put up the next slide. I, I found this slide and it says, love the people you're stuck with, right? And it's kind of true. As, as being the family of God, we, we don't get to necessarily choose our family. People come in and, and we're so different and it's so easy to just kind of like, okay, I uh, don't, he's got a different personality, or he's, they they got a different lifestyle, and, and just kind of, you know, kind of ignore people, or, or whatever, right? And, um, but I think as, if we really lean into the divine love of Jesus, we can do these things. And I think that's the only way we can do these scriptures. Is not in our human strength, or in our human love, but through the divine love of Jesus that lives within us and through the Holy Spirit who empowers us. That's the only way. And so again, if you leave today thinking about whatever, it's about engaging with Jesus and processing with the Holy Spirit and in, in what Jesus is speaking to you about. And if we do that, we will win. If we don't quit that, we will win. We'll have breakthrough, we'll have victory, We'll we'll have it all. Oftentimes, things get hard and we quit. We quit engaging with Jesus. We quit processing with the Holy Spirit and we just say, okay, I'm just going to sit here for a while and I'm just going to rest. And there's grace for that. There's grace for that. I'm not pushing you to, to do that. I'm just... Um, ask yourself, you know, is this where you want to be right now in your life? Is it everything that you've really wanted? And if it's not, Jesus got the answer for you. And this Advent season, these next four weeks, you know, engage with Jesus, right? Engage with him. I'm not going to read them. Maybe you can read them. But I think just accept each other just as Christ accepted you, right? What I bolded out. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Respect and honor one another, right? Um, Be patient with each other. That's something i got to work on. Um, Let's skip this next one and go to the last one. Um, Show sincere love to each other um, as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. Um, And then I love what John says. Then loving one another should be our way of life. I love that. And again, I'm not trying to put some pressure on you, some yoke. It's just when we read these verses, don't think about like, wow, how the heck am I going to do that? Rather, when you read these verses, think, okay, Jesus can empower me to do that. The Holy Spirit uh, can release the kind of love that I need to do that. Because um, honestly, it's not about us. It's about Jesus um, and him living his life. And releasing His love in us. I'm landing. That's it. Okay, eleven oh one. Can you? Can anyone say Amen? All right. Let me pray for us. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Lord, um, Holy Spirit, I just say come. And uh, you know where each person is at in this journey with you. You know exactly the condition of each of our hearts and souls, Lord. And I pray you would meet each person in that place. I pray you would release that grace for encounter, for engagement, for transformation. I pray you would release hope, um, inspiration, passion. Bring renewal, restoration, revival to our hearts. If you're willing, I just encourage you to just invite the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, have your way. If, if, if you feel like, you know, you're willing to just enter this process with the Holy Spirit and and if you want greater engagement with Jesus, just say, okay. Just say, yes, Jesus. That's, I'm willing to, to lay down my will or exercise my will to, to join you in this process. If not, that's all right, too. But I just want to give space just in a sense as for you to do business with God in this moment. But right now, Lord, I just pray your peace would come upon every person here. And this Advent season, more joy, joy would multiply within all of us. In Jesus' name, amen.